Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to another Victory Monday edition of Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's episode number 489. KB coming at you from Underground Studios. And joining me, honorary Birds fan. He's been tweeting Go Birds since September, putting it on his Instagram story. <laughs> and uh, his, his, his NFC squad helped the Birds out quite a bit today. Taking down the Minnesota Vikings. But joining me from the Pitts Cave all the way in Boston, Massachusetts, the one and only host with the most, the champ has returned, Patty Pitts. I'm here. I have made my return to the underground, my home in the underground, and uh, I just want to talk about two of my favorite football teams right now, uh, that being the Eagles and the Lions, because um, I'll tell you what, my Patriots and my peeps, uh, and Patriot Nation can agree that we don't really want to talk about them right now until they play on Monday night. So out of sight, out of mind, let's focus on the two fun teams who won today, Kyle. So I'm just let's focus on those things. Let's talk about it. Uh, but before we do, make sure you guys are following us on the socials at Underground PHI, Twitter and Instagram. We're super duper close to 3300 followers on the bird app. Uh, so go follow us over there. Follow Pitts on Twitter at Pat underscore Pitts. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're there. Leave a five-star rating and review. It really helps the show continue to grow. You have fun interactions with Patty Pitts on Sunday episodes now during the NFL season. I feel like moving forward, Pitts, I feel like this might be the move during the NFL season at the very least. It's just me and you chopping it up after uh, the Eagles kick the shit out of people. Uh, but we'll let the people know and let the people dictate that. But go subscribe, because that's the only way we're going to know. Subscribe, Apple, Spotify, and subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. That's where you get full video episodes, live streams, and original content all coming out of Underground Studios from all of our creators, all of our shows. Smash that like button, ring the bell icon, comment down below your thoughts on this Eagles win. And of course, big shout out to our sponsors who make this show happen. Main Auto LLC, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland and Pitts. Before we talk about another Victory Monday, got to talk to everybody about our fantastic merch partners, PHI Apparel Company. Guys, they're the best in the game. New merch from us is coming out. Hoodies on the way. Hoodie's on the way. Very excited about that. But, guys, with their unique designs, there's no doubt you're going to stand out when you're going to the link, the Wells Fargo Center, when you're going to the bars, wherever you may be. Taking in, taking in the games from your couch, you're going to look the best you can with our friends at PHI Apparel Company with their unique designs. There's no doubt you're going to stand out wherever you find yourself watching your favorite Philly sports teams. You guys can also get Underground Sports Philadelphia official merch. Like, this is our official merch moving forward. A lot of the shows, it's first edition merch as well. So go get that merch. It's the easiest and best way to support us and what we're doing and trying to make this our careers. Uh, so go get your merch, phiapparel.co, and use code UNDERGROUND for 10% off any order when you shop at phiapparel.co. Pits, when DJ was here last weekend... Uh, I got one of the shirts in kid you not from all the merch we've had over the years, best quality merch really? we've ever had best quality yeah. merch we've ever had hands down bar none. Uh, so go get your merch PHI apparel.co use code underground for 10% off any order pits. The birds take it home. The Batman invade New Jersey. 
because the Giants do not play in New York, so they could not invade Gotham. Uh, they absolutely decimated the New York football Giants, and whenever I say or hear the New York Giants now, all I can think of is the scene from Madagascar when King Julian says, All hail the New York Giants! All uh, hail! Yeah, I, well, I the New York Giants went to hail uh, today. They lose 48-22 to to the Philadelphia Eagles, who are the first team in 2022 to clinch a playoff spot. The birds are postseason bound. Uh, it, it's wild where we were last year, where a Thursday night football stream had a sweating out clinching the playoffs and needed the Packers to win a game for the Eagles to punch their ticket as a wild card team. Uh, this year, the Eagles are by far the clear number one team in the NFC and are going to the postseason back-to-back years now. And um, the Giants are absolute frauds. We proved that. And uh, the Eagles are 12-1 and for the third time in franchise history. And let me remind everybody, the other two times they went 12-1, and oh, that's right, they won the NFL championship, and they went to the Super Bowl in 2004. Just saying. The math do be mathing. The Eagles are the only team left in the NFL undefeated on the road, 6-0 and on the road. Four-game win streak. Shout-out to the homie Jalen Strong, who tweeted after the Commanders' loss that the Eagles would lose their next three games. They actually won their next three games. Shout-out to the boy. 12-1, uh, and one, though, Pitts. From a, an outside perspective, how fun is it to see the Philadelphia Eagles just absolutely shit-racing teams? It is, dude. It's so fun. And this is why you need to have your eggs not in one basket is because it's so fun to watch the Eagles compared to what I've been dealing with up here in New England. Like when you have Jalen Hurts playing the way that he is, like it's not even a contest right now for MVP other than yeah, Pat Mahomes, obviously. But like if it's Jalen Hurts and Pat Mahomes, I mean that's a hell of a season for him. And it's not even like he's doing it on his own or there's some other thing bringing him down. Dude, both Batman, swole and skinny, incredible. Uh, just, I want to say, I love your post with the video of the Batman. Batman. Like that is that's gonna be my constant post that we do. That's just incredible. But it's just not even it. Yeah, they've been doing well, but it wasn't even them today that beat the Giants. It was Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. Like the run game, their offense is so complete, and not only that, their defense just wagon right now riding them to a fantasy playoff hopefully and dude they're just complete that is the only word i can say to describe them is complete where you have a lot of teams right now that have a missing link or a weak link yeah the eagles have it but you can't see it i can't see it right now they're playing top notch yeah like it's so much fun just watching go in and like they make things just look so easy and that's the the fun part about it is like they're just having fun. Um, Nick Sirianni's reaction to Devonte Smith's absolutely lunatic touchdown was fantastic. Uh, then you know the the weirdest uh, drop kick, not Murphy of all time. What uh, the fuck is that? Dude, they're in World Cup mode. The yeah, Giants are in World Cup mode. They're they're big World Cup guys. Uh, go listen to Top Bins. Um, I mean, he, he, the Scottish hammer certainly dropped the hammer. And when I say hammer, I mean the ball. And to immediately on that first play after that, go just throw a, a fucking bomb to A.J. Brown was fantastic. Uh, did you see all of the records the Eagles were setting today? No, I only had red zone on. So listen to this. This is, this is just like unreal stuff that this Eagles team is doing. Uh, I'm going to read this. My my good friend, the the Ben Natan on the Twitter machine does fantastic stuff across the board, not only with, you know, talking about the Eagles and all that stuff, but he's just a, a really good dude. Uh, he was listing off just a number of different uh, milestones that the Eagles were uh, rattling off, if you will. Miles Sanders... Is over a thousand yards this year. Eleven touchdowns. This is his third straight year, averaging over five yards per carry. Um, 
the here we go Hassan Reddick when he took down Daniel Jones for his first sack of the game made him the first Eagle since 2018 to break double digit sacks in a season and is the first edge rusher since Connor Barwin did it in 2014 for the Eagles to have 10 or more sacks that's an incredible stat that's miles miles sanders scored a touchdown and became the first eagles running back to score 10 touchdowns in a season since shady mccoy in 2011 capped it off with the shady mccoy touchdown dance celebration as well i did see that that was awesome that was awesome aj brown his touchdown made him the first eagle to break 10 receiving touchdowns since 2014 Jeremy Macklin? Jeremy Macklin. That's a hell of a name. A.J. Brown is also now over 1,000 yards receiving for the season. First time since 2018 by an Eagles player and first time since 2014 by an Eagles receiver. Jeremy Macklin? Jeremy Macklin. That's incredible. And I think 2018 was uh, Zach Ertz. Okay, that makes sense. Miles Sanders is now over 1,000 yards rushing for the first time in his career. This is also the first 1,000-yard rushing season by an Eagle since 2014. Shady McCoy. Yeah. This is the first time since 2014 that the Eagles have had a 1,000-yard rusher and a 1,000-yard receiver. Shady and Macklin. Philadelphia now has two players with 10 rushing touchdowns this season. Which has never happened in Eagles history. Not even the combo of Staley and Westbrook did that. No. That's crazy. And this is the first time in team history that the Eagles have three players with 10 touchdowns. Jalen Hurts has 10 on the ground. Uh, Miles Sanders has 11 on the ground now. And A.J. Brown has 10 touchdowns through the air. And Jalen Hurts becomes the first quarterback in, I think they said, NFL history to have back-to-back seasons of 10 rushing touchdowns. That's crazy that Lamar didn't do it. Lamar, Michael Vick. Oh, Vick, too, of course. Wow. Those are pretty good numbers. I mean, listen, this this Eagles team is probably one of the best football teams I've seen in a while, and you just know every Sunday they're going to go out there and put points on the board. And... I've never had more confidence in starting a defense, I would say, knock on wood, uh, in, in my entire fantasy career, which is coming up on 10 years, actually. Yeah, Jalen Hurts is the only player to do it in back-to-back seasons, the only other player to have 10-plus uh, rushing touchdowns as a quarterback. Can you guess who it was? Lamar Jackson. Incorrect. Vic. Incorrect. Uh, Steve Young. No. Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Cam, yeah, I knew it was one I was missing. Cam Newton is the only quarterback in NFL history with 10-plus rushing touchdowns in NFL history, and Hurts is the only player to do it in back-to-back seasons. That's incredible. That is insane. SEC breeds talent, man. That's, That's insane, dude. That is just insanity. Insane in the membrane. Like. Insane in the brain. Jalen Hurts yeah. now has 20-plus rushing touchdowns in his career. This is year three. Yeah, like, and this is... Year two is a full-time starter. In, I get a lot of flack for the people that I am a fan of, which you, you understand why I've been following me for a bit. But there was something about Hurts when he played in, I think, the preseason game, uh, his rookie year, where my only criticism was any quarterback who's known for being mobile was I was wondering if he could actually throw the ball or if it's like just a cannon inaccurate, whatever Jalen hurts can throw the ball just as well, probably if not better than he he runs the ball. And that's what people forget. And the fact that he finally has an offense that allows him to do that with Smith, AJ Brown. And then when he's healthy, Goddard, Quez Watkins. Quez Watkins, who out of nowhere is just, it's incredible. And that's the difference of an Eagles team, I would say, two years ago 
compared to now where it's you have a quarterback you can rally behind, you know who's going to win you games in the big moments. The only, I think, critique you could say is, well, he hasn't won playoff yet. So it's like that's why this is going to be a test for him. And it's honestly, they're ready for it. Right now, like, they're playing their best football you can to get into playoff mode. This may not be a good opinion, but like maybe a loss here and there to just, you know, get that out before playoff time. I, quite frankly, I just don't see where that happens. Looking at the, the Eagles' thing, remaining that, schedule before we like keep harping on this Giants game because it's too much fun and there's a lot to break down from it. Oh, I, I like like the that. Eagles' remaining four games. Next week, they're at Chicago. Then Christmas Eve is probably going to settle the division and a whole lot of stuff and the Eagles clinching the one seed. Uh, at Dallas, New Year's Day, you're home against the Saints, who you have the Saints' first-round draft pick. You're not going to want to lose that game. And then final game of the season is home against the Giants. Yeah. Quite frankly, like on paper, I don't see another loss. Yeah, I really I – really The Cowboys struggled against yeah, the Texans. I, I wanted to bring this up because you said it. Uh, that was the game that we were watching here for a while. And I don't know what – the Texans did to confuse the Cowboys, but the Cowboys defense looked very vulnerable, like very vulnerable against a revolving door of quarterbacks. In it was very clear the Texans were tanking too. How did they not score on fourth and goal? Yeah, that was bad, dude. Like that was ridiculous. Like, I'm sorry. Like, what do you, like, you need to put that in to win the game and you don't. And I don't know. The Texans should have won that game. It yes. doesn't to me really matter about their draft capital or draft position they're going to be the number one overall pick well so we're, we're still we're still hoping for the bears to be in that spot from a personal standpoint but don't they have four wins the bears uh, they have three yeah but the texans i feel like are gonna lose out well for personal reasons i need the bears to finish with the worst record in the nfl oh okay that's fine so we can make bear done bear, bear down is the last place be great. It'd be great. Um, but I mean, Jalen goes twenty-one of thirty-one, two hundred seventeen yards, two touchdowns, and the Eagles score forty-eight points in this game. Miles Sanders, one hundred forty-four yards on seventeen carries, two touchdowns. Boston Scott, the king of New York, Bing Bong, money touchdown. Uh, that was inevitable. Thanos, Boston Scott against the Giants, inevitable. Um, A.J. Brown, 70 yards receiving and a touchdown. Devontae, five catches, 64 yards and a touchdown. Grant Calcaterra coming out of nowhere with two big catches in this game. Um, and next week, too, against the Bears, Eagles should be getting Dallas Goddard back. Oh, that's massive. Like, this team is so fun. They're in the playoffs. The Giants are frauds. We know the Commanders are frauds. The Cowboys uh, looked a little fraudulent today. Uh, I, I, I want to bring up. A fraudulent team, Kyle. Kyle, I want to talk about a fraudulent team. And we'll bring uh, up a fraudulent team here, too, because your Detroit Lions helped the Eagles in the standings they, today. They did. they did. Beating the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Yeah, did you see did. that uh, tweet of somebody at the game with the sign calling Hawkinson a fraud? I did see that. That uh, fraudkinson or something? Yeah. That was so funny. Um, I want to give a personal... I was laughing, though, that, like... The Lions fans that think Hawkinson like forced his way out are delusional. Oh, those Lions fans don't. That's like gone off the deep end. Um, that's stupid. big, big um, dub for the Lions over the Vikings. Though that helped the Eagles in a big way. The Eagles now have effectively a three-game lead over the Vikings uh, for the number one seed because it's two games in the standings. Plus, the Eagles have the tiebreaker over the Vikings. So, yeah, that was season. massive. That was huge. Way to way to beat Detroit. I would like to give a personal message to um, one Jalen Rager right now. Um, <laughs> so I, I want to, I really want to. I'm going to put the text screenshot up. I really hope you do because um, I saw this on Twitter and I, I little giggled to myself. Like, really? Jalen Rager of all people. Here's the thing for anyone who didn't know, Jalen Rager sat in front of the media and guaranteed a win against the Lions this week. I, I just want to know where this Jalen Rager cockiness came from. That's my thing. If it's Justin Jefferson or Kirk Cousins, I get it. Like, you're at the top of your game. You're going to talk it. I wouldn't recommend it, but you're going to do it. Jalen Rager, 
got traded for like a bag of peanuts and is talking like he is the number one overall pick. Dude, you are a flat at flat out class A bum. All right. And the fact that you are guaranteeing wins over probably not only the hottest, but the most fired up, ruthless team in the NFL right now, they'll bite your kneecaps off. They might come out after your mouth too. <laughs> like after like after like you have nothing good to contribute to the Vikings at all except you're just oh, empty promises it was so funny like it was hysterical it was great that they lost um i gotta pull it up on espn but the point they is showed I the texted, uh, point differentials i texted kyle when this happened and said like let's take a seat buddy like you need and what happened i called it because it's just nonsensical to guarantee a win against a team that probably one is favored, at, and they shouldn't be, so that's a sign to just shut your mouth. And two, probably next to the Eagles, the biggest dogs in the league. I would maybe put them one one A as dogs in the league, just because this team is not going to stop until that clock hits zero in the fourth quarter. Like they just keep going. Dan Campbell has these guys so well coached at this point that it is night and day compared to that bullshit Patricia era. So, I just, yeah, I could go on for a while about this, but, yeah, Jalen Rager, you made my shit list, bud. You want to laugh? So, here's some context. The top four teams in the NFC, the Eagles, the Vikings, the Cowboys, and the uh, 49ers, all leading their, you know, leading the way in some way or another. Cowboys are the number one wild card team, and then the other three are leading their divisions. Eagles at 12-1. and we love to do this game for baseball with the NLE's run differential. Oh, Here's like the it. NFC score differentials. Okay. Eagles, plus 138. Okay. Leading the way, I believe, yes, in the entire NFL by six over the Bills. The Cowboys at plus 131. Pretty impressive. Shout out Cooper Rush for helping them out there. That was Cooper Rush. Uh, the 49ers at plus 120. Their win over the Bucks definitely helped boost that a bit. Here's for context. The other four teams that would be in the playoffs right now for the NFC. Washington in the hunt, kind of in the wild card situation, at minus three. The New York Giants at minus 33. The Seattle Seahawks at plus eight. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who lead their division at six and seven, at minus 30. Your Detroit Lions, Pat Pitts, in the mix at plus two. Can you guess? Because I, I left the Minnesota Vikings out for last. The 10 and three, six and one at home, four and two on the road. Three and one in the division, six and three in conference play. Minnesota Vikings score differential is for the 2022 season so far. I'm gonna go with negative four. Pretty fucking close. Negative one. You Not are ten and three with a negative score differential. That's like that's what you frauds, frauds, all of you, and the Lions are out here just exposing you. Oh, it's so funny. Posing you, Jared Goff, for everyone. The Lions are six and seven with a plus two. The Vikings are ten and three with a minus one. Because their offense is that incredible. Like, we were talking are... about this before we started recording with the Vikings. Like the Vikings don't scare me when it comes to the playoffs whatsoever. No. Uh, especially because most of those games are going to be in prime time. Shout out Kirk Coupons. The Vikings' offense has been terrible this year because Dalvin Cook has not been Dalvin Cook. They can't run the ball. We were talking about this before we started recording, too. The Minnesota Vikings are effectively great value Buffalo Bills. That's what they are this year. The Bills have a fantastic passing game. Josh Allen can run the ball a bit. That helps their run game. But Josh Allen is like a top-five quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. When you're the Minnesota Vikings and Kirk Coupons is your quarterback and you can't run the ball, Good night. Good night. You're not going to succeed when, when the big lights come on for the NFL postseason. The yeah. Eagles already embarrassed you week two. 
the Cowboys flat out embarrassed them at home. The Vikings are frauds. It's the biggest fraud case of a playoff team. And the fact that they are leading the division this year with that, like it, it's just nuts to me how different that defense has looked since Mike Zimmer has gone. And it's, it's, you're not going to get that back. And they have a talented defense too. I mean, Daniil Hunt is only 26. Harrison Smith's playing really well. Pat Peterson's even doing well. The fact that you have those guys and you Eric can't. Eric Kendricks. Eric Hendricks is probably the unsung hero of that defense. Like, you have all these talented guys, but you can't form a formidable defense. It's just, it's a bad look for the team. That's why they're frauds. You can't see in these games. There's no reason you should have allowed the Patriots to put up 35 points against you. There's just no. Like, you're not. And they let that happen, and that was a Patriots team. Like, the Cowboys, unbiasedly, playoff team. Mm-hmm. And you had a playoff team come into your house and annihilate you. That's what. That's what. When your true self and who you are as a team is really brought out when you play teams that caliber. And yeah, obviously they're just done. They're frauds. Yeah, they stink. Um, On ice, pretty bad. But it's fun being an Eagles fan right now, oh, and nice. it's just electric. Uh, it's wild that Jalen Hurts. I think after today, again. Proved naysayers wrong why he's the fucking MVP of the league. Like, he's that dude. He is him. Uh, you can go to phiapparel.co and get your MVP jerseys. I don't know if you saw those pits. I did see that. Electric. I I put that on my uh, Christmas list. Go grab those bad boys. Use code underground for 10% off. But, Pitts, I think it is time for our new favorite segment. It is. You're our right. new favorite segment. It's brought to you by our pals over at Trophy Smack. Guys. Pitts is a fantasy football aficionado. I've been playing fantasy sports for a decade combined. There's no better way to upgrade your fantasy smack talk than with the homies over at Trophy Smack. They've got belts. They've got trophies. They've got rings. They've got metal wall art. They've got it everywhere across the board. Go upgrade your fantasy smack talk. Get rid of those garbage trophies that you have for your leagues. Go get these new and improved ones. Go get loser trophies for your leagues. Make sure your league is the creme de la creme. Trophysmack.com slash underground. Trophysmack.com slash underground. Trophysmack.com slash underground. Go upgrade your fantasy smack talk today. Patty Pitts, it is time for what week are we heading into? We are in week four. We're in week 14 now as Carrie Underwood sings. That's the nice tune. So we are going to be heading into... What will be your week 15 Patty Pitts power rankings right brought to you by Trophy Smack. In my hand. We got the Ravens. All right. They're down to their third string quarterback and still pulling out wins. That's, that's heard it. Uh, number nine, we got the Jags. All right. The Jags came in statement win against the Titans today. Titans are kind of frauds, but the Jags kind of got something. I'm putting them on my list. And number eight, it's not a team. It's one quarterback because he's back. Sam Darnold. All right. If the Panthers have a hope at anything, it's with Ole McDonald under center. I'm big on Sam Darnold at number eight. And yeah, he's the reason they beat the Seahawks. And number seven, Bengals. Big win today. That flea flicker was so ice cold. Great job by Joe Burr. 49ers coming in at Number six, they look pretty good today. You ask me, they look pretty good, uh, making themselves relevant again. Uh, and number five, we got the Bills. They should have won by more, but they won, and that's all that matters. So, yeah, they stay in the top five. At number four, listen, it's whoever wins the Sunday night football matchup between the Chargers and Dolphins. All right. If the Dolphins win, yeah, obviously four, but Chargers win, watch out. They can make a uh, race for the playoffs. And number three, the Chiefs, they held on a win against the Broncos. Thought it got scary there, but they end up winning. Number two, we got our Eagles. All right, fly, Eagles, fly. Uh, go Birds at two, obviously, from what we said. But here's the thing. Number one, listen, Detroit Lions are coming for everybody, okay? Let me tell you what they're doing. They are revolutionizing NFL football. Dan Campbell using Penny Suell to clinch a game that takes cojones 
the size of Mars and Jupiter combined, okay? That man is going to be the reason that people remember and love Detroit Lions football again. And a champ said it. So when a champ speaks, you listen. I'm good. The Lions are number one. Hands down. Oh, man. Yeah. We're, that yeah. was incredible. That's what I'm here for. We're fixing the layout there. Uh, but those are Pat Pitts' power rankings going into week 15. Rattle them off again just real quick yeah, in order from 1 to 10 for the people. Yeah, for the peeps here. my uh, I got 10 Ravens, 9 Jags, 8 Sam Darnold, 7 <laughs> Bengals, 6 49ers, 5 Bills, 4 whoever wins Sunday Night Football, Chiefs at 3, Two are the Eagles, and then my goddamn Lions are number one, baby. Which means the one. Eagles are technically number one, but... Yeah, yeah in your... You, you gotta know Pat Pitts' brain to understand the power rankings. Brought be. to you by Trophy Smack. There it is. Uh, the Patty Pitts power rankings will be in full swing from the start starting next year but we're just getting we're, we're, we're giving it a nice little test drive yeah you know every episode every tv series has a pilot episode we just have a pilot session exactly it's a nice little test run here uh but the birds are are buzzing we got the bears next week in chicago and i'm feeling great i'm feeling great also checking in on our preseason predictions myself and matt here from this oh, eagle yeah. season we did our preseason predictions. I want to pull those up here because I believe more of those hit uh, this week. So here we go. The Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, moving on here. Jalen Hurts passing touchdowns we had at 22.5 was the number we got. I believe Jalen is at... A whopping. We know he's at 10 rushing touchdowns. We do know that. Uh, but Jalen Hurts passing touchdowns so far. I don't know if this is updated, but he's at at least 20. So he's very close to breaking the over-under with four games to go there. Uh, 675 and a half rushing yards was the over-under. He's currently at 609 plus whatever happened today because it's not yeah. updated yet. Um, so, yeah, he's half a touchdown away from breaking his over-under touchdown total. Uh, he, myself and Matt, stupidly said under seven and a half rushing touchdowns, but he's eclipsed that again. Not mad about it. Uh, A.J. Brown, over a 1,000 and a half receiving yards. Book it in the bank. Uh, his touchdown over hit weeks ago. <laughs> Absolutely stupid that it was six and a half. Uh, AJ's total receptions at 69 and a half. I don't know what he's nice. at right now, but not including today, he's at 61 and he had four more. He's going to break that. Matt and I both said under, but I'm very happy that that's going to go over. Uh, Devontae Smith, 825 and a half receiving yards. He's currently at 711 plus today with another 64. I think he's going to break that over the next four games. Total receptions at 59 and a half. Devontae is currently, he's already broken. Now he broke that last week. He's got 61 receptions on the year. Uh, and then we'll have Dallas Goddard stuff when he comes back. His total receiving yards at 700 and a half. And then his touchdowns at four and a half. I think he'll potentially break both of those as well. Um, and then our predictions for wins, we had the Eagles at 12 wins. My, I think that was me. Yeah. I had the Eagles at 12 wins. Matt had the Eagles at 11. So we're flying high. Go birds. As they say in the old country. Um, that's our, our birds. We were very wrong on the Rams. Very wrong. Everyone was. Don't don't beat yourself up over that. Very Everybody wrong. Was wrong about the Rams. Which I'm very glad to be wrong about. Uh, Pitch, shall we shift to the baseball diamond where the hot stove has been hot. It's been so hot. It's been so hot. 
It's so hot. hot. That stove is so hot right now. That stove's so hot right now. (laughs) The New York Mets, who we love to troll and make fun of on this show. All the time. Go out and sign Kodai Senga, one of the Japanese uh, superstar pitchers. Yeah. That's who took him from the Sox? Yeah, the fucking Mets. Super kick the Mets right now. (laughs) Fuck them. I want to super kick the Mets. I, I think I need to play the video. Uh, this is from one of those side talk videos. Oh, I'm so here. upset about it. it. was the Mets of all people. Yeah. We have the Japanese Bryce Harper, and then I wanted to get, like, the Japanese Cy Young. Like, let's do it. <laughs> if we're not going to have Xander Bogarts, then what the, what's, what's the fucking point? I'm sorry. I'm just so – I'm so pissed at how badly the Red Sox have fumbled the bag with – free agency winter meetings right now it's ridiculous yeah our our winter meetings hot stove segment brought to you by our friends over at kenwood beer philadelphia's number one beer pits i don't know if you saw kenny's now available at the wells fargo center i did big kenny's available at the farg go get them when you go to the sixers games the flyers the wingies all that good stuff Uh, when it comes to wells fargo yep you you get big kenny's go get them uh you can also go get the newly refreshed 15-pack Kennys at your local liquor store, and you can use the all-new and improved Kenny tracker at KenwoodBeer.com to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. you got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. They also drop new beanies with the uh, embossed uh, Kenwood logo that's on the hats that myself and DJ yeah. got. Nice, uh, nice. So go get the beanies as well. Uh, but yeah, it's fuck the Mets. Like, fuck them. I, I just, dude, that is so, if today that's, it's just annoying. Cause like he signs with the Mets of all people. Like, I don't know if it was any other team, like if it was the Phillies or even San Diego at this point, but like, all right, well they just, I get it. But like, you really want to go to the Mets with everything they're losing right now. I know their owner's a billionaire, but still money doesn't buy happiness. Yeah, it's just one of those things that I'm just like, why, why, why does this keep happening? Um, not that I'm concerned because the Mets do not scare me, like at all. Because as we all know, the Mets do this every year. They go out and sign these big free agents. They go out and get these guys, and then it all falls apart in September, in typical Mets fashion. And this is what I have to say about the Mets. Man, fuck the Mets! I, fuck, fuck the Mets. I, I fuck really, them. No, I hate. After that, uh, they're really on my shit list. They like suck. Um, everyone's going to be concerned about them. And when they look fine in April and May and look like they're cruising, just remember what's happened over the last decade, over the last two decades with the New York Mets. Just remember. But it is going to be fun. That it seems like the NL East, because the Braves have been surprisingly quiet this uh, this offseason so far. It seems like the NL East is now back to being between the Phillies and the Mets, which is very exciting. It's going to be great for content, uh, for us specifically, knowing that we have noted Mets supporters, Stephen McAvoy, Ben Pirro in the fold. Uh, and I can't wait to see the Mets go out and win, like, 90 games this year and losing the wild card round to the Padres again after going out and doing all of this shit this offseason, going and signing Justin Verlander. Going, did you see the Brandon Nimmo contract? No, I didn't even know they signed him. My brothers in Christ, my brothers and sisters, the New York Mets decided to sign Brandon Nimmo to an eight year, $162 million contract with no trade, like full no trade clause, no opt outs. Fucking comedy. Brandon Nimmo, you really wanna you really wanna do that? Brandon Nimmo. $162 million. Just pure laughable. That is sheer comedy, to be honest with you. Like, like I laughed so deal. hard. I laughed that's so hard. But so much money for someone like Brandon Nimmo. He's so I, mediocre. That's what I'm saying. Like he, I'm not the biggest baseball guy in the world, but I know that Brandon Nimmo is not a franchise guy to build around. He's so average, and he gave him 162 million dollars. 
Uh, Trey Turner's introductory press conference was sensational. Uh, yeah, they're going wild on Twitter about it. So he's nice. great. I, I love that he's here. Matt Stram, Matt Strom, Matt, let's open some packs. I want I want to do collaborative content and do a box break of any type of cards with Matt Strom because I just want to I want to be friends with him. And you, when I told you that he signed with the Phils, you were bummed because he was your favorite Red Sox reliever last year. Guy in the pen. And I'm so thrilled that he's going to be at CBP for the next two years. Uh, he just looks like a guy that everyone's going to gravitate towards. They made the signing official this week after Trey Turner's press conference. Still waiting on the official Taiwan Walker signing as well, but we all know that it's happening. Um, but Matt Strom, this is my this is my address to you. Let's open some packs. Let's open some cards, man. It would be fun. We can put it on our YouTube channels. I want Matt Strom to be a guy that is an underground athlete. And uh, I'm just, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of Matt Strom. He's an electric factory. I, I would love to. I, that's the thing. I just want to grab a beer with him. Like a Ken, Kenny. We've got a nice Kenny. Come on. I've, I went on a binge this weekend of watching Matt Strom's YouTube channel of him opening packs. And like yeah. when he was opening Phillies players, I was like, hi, you guys are teammates now. You're teammates that now. That is pretty funny. You're teammates now. That is pretty fun to open up a pack of cards. It's like, oh, I we're teammates. This oh, it's great. Cool. Like he was, he got like uh, Bryson Stott, Alec Bohm, Harper, Nola, like pulling all these Phillies guys. I'm like, oh, you guys are teammates now. That's so adorable. It was great. Um, so yeah, Matt Strom, let's open up some packs. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, my next uh, wish for your old pal Dave Dombrowski too. One of the greatest GMs in baseball history. Love Dave. Stan Dave. Uh, I need him to go sign Rymel Tapia for the Phillies. Rymel is the perfect bench outfield bat for this team to go along with Matt Veerling, uh, who's going to platoon with Brandon Marsh, you know, depending on who's on the mound. But with Bryce Harper being out for as long as he's going to be out to start this season, won't be back until July, uh, I want Rymel Tapia on this team to be a platoon guy, to be a, a solid contact hitter off the bench. He's a big vibes guy. He's got swagger, and I think he would just add to this clubhouse even more. And I want the fun Spanish flair on this team to continue to live on, especially now that Gene Segura is more than likely gone with the signing of Trey Turner. I want Rymel Tapia on this team. And uh, it makes sense as a fourth outfield type situation. You'll still have Matt Veerling. Rymel's more of a corner outfielder anyway. Veerling's a center fielder. And then you have Schwarber. You have Brandon Marsh. You have Veerling. You have Castellanos. And you have Tapia. And it gives uh, Castellanos more opportunity to DH while Harper's out, um, which I think will help him. And that's my next wish. And then my other next wish is to go and get just uh Noah Syndergaard again I want Syndergaard back on this team yeah no Noah Syndergaard seems like a good signing it, he did well from this year and no one really thought that he would contribute anything to the Phillies yeah it, for this rotation from what you've told me at least he seems like he's a good fit not to be like Thor god of thunder but like play a nice little side role that just he helps and contributes and just does his job and it seemed like he enjoyed being here, and I'm firmly like starting to get on board with the Phillies in deploying a six-man rotation this year because if Andrew Painter, our number one prospect, does make the opening day roster, they're going to be careful with his innings, be careful with his you know pitch counts and everything. I think it makes sense to have six starters in this rotation to at least start the year. Uh, yeah. I mean... I don't think you can go wrong with bringing a guy back who knows the culture of this team was on this World Series roster. And uh, I also saw World Series legend Cole Hamels is trying to, you know, get back out on the mound uh, in 2023. Wouldn't hate bringing Cole back as like a a reliever. I don't know if he's going to do that. I don't know if he's trying to start. What if Cole Hamels came back and became more of a Rich Hill type role where he comes in. He gives you a couple good innings in the beginning of the season unless of a crazy performance. But then once playoffs come rolling around, 
You're not going to put him in the starting rotation. You move him into the bullpen so that he can be that long reliever for you. To Love be, it. Yeah, that like that's a good role for Cole Hamels. And for Syndergaard, you told – I think you were the one who brought this up to me, is that his game has evolved so much from him just being all heat to like, no, he picks spots and throws him a breaking ball here or there. Like, that's exactly the type of role that I feel he would be very valuable in with this rotation. And why not bring him back? He's not a big stud anymore and looking for all this money. You know, bring him in as that bet guy. 100%. Like, makes so much sense, especially since you lost Kyle Gibson and Zach Eflin to free agency. Like, got to fill those. You got Taiwan Walker, great. Still need another uh, starter in this rotation, whether it's via trade, free agency. Go get somebody. I would love for it to be Noah Syndergaard. I think it makes too much sense not to happen, but we'll see. Uh, especially since Syndergaard hasn't signed anywhere yet. Like, he's still a free agent, I think. Still early, get him On a one-year deal. Um, but Rymel Tapia, Noah Syndergaard, bring him to me, and then just keep adding to this bullpen as well. Like, Strom is a great addition. You have Alvarado, Sir Anthony Dominguez coming back uh, as your one-two punch there, but you still need to fill this bullpen with quality arms. Um, so go keep adding bullpen help for this team. And... Uh, Man, I can't wait for pitchers and catchers. Yeah, I was about to ask when is when do pitchers and catchers report? You know? Less than a hundred days. That's nice. That and then we got nice. it's World Baseball Classic year too. It is. I'm excited for that. I uh, love I the I'm, WBC. I'm gonna be very interested in that. It's probably one of the first years that I have been able to have the time to sit and actually watch it. Maybe not every game, but a good chunk of it. U.S. Who who are the favorites in this? Like. U.S. is loaded. Like, if the U.S. is not somewhat favored, I'd be shocked. Like, the U.S. has Mike Trout on the team, Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, J.T. Realmuto, Kyle Schwarber. Uh, like, they have a probably their best roster ever um, since Good. the WBC started. I'm going to pull up the rosters here. I mean, Dominican Republic is always a, a top dog. Yeah. Puerto Rico is always a top dog. I love room for the Cuba is always a top dog. Yeah. Um. Let's see. The teams here. Otani's going to play for Japan. Japan's going to be a, a dog. Japan is going to be a wagon. I could absolutely see that roster being stacked. Uh. So. Looking here, Kyle Freeland is for Team USA, Brady Singer, Ryan Presley, Logan Webb, Adam Wainwright, Nestor Cortez is pitching for Team USA from the I Yankees. Saw that. I as much as I hate the Yankees, I fucking think he's so like entertaining he's on cool. the mound. I love With his Nestor. like shit that he does, he reminds me of a lot. He reminds me a lot of Louis Tion. Yeah. Uh Devin Williams is pitching for Team USA out of the bullpen. Um, let's see. Julio Urias and Randy Arozarena are going to play for Team Mexico. Oh, okay. He, isn't it, uh, Arona Reza is really good. Yeah. Uh, Kike, Jose Barrios, and Jose Miranda are playing for uh, Team Puerto Rico. It's managed by Yadier Molina. <gasps> That'll be cool. I'm a big Yadi guy. Mark DeRosa's managing Team USA. Interesting. Okay. Ken Griffey Jr. is our hitting coach. That's, yep. Yabos only. Um, Do you think Ken Griffey Jr. has the greatest swing in baseball history? One of, if not the best. Okay. Who would, who would be your, like... I might be a little bi I love Trout's swing. Fair. That's a bias. Um... See these rosters. Why do they not have like a roster page? What is what are you on? The World Baseball Classic.com? Yeah. Let's go to news. Maybe the news page will have some. I mean, Mike Trout playing for Team USA is massive. Bryce Harper was supposed to play for Team USA, but obviously yeah, he's injured. There's no um Schwarber is gonna play, which is great. Yeah, he's um where is it going to be broadcast? ESPN? I think so. Tim Anderson is playing for Team USA. I love Tim Ooh. Anderson. Yeah. He's a uh, gym rat. He's a dog. Um, 
Didn't see. he win the Silver Slugger a couple years ago? Or I think so. Something like that. Batting, bat, not batting title. Maybe he did. I forget. Merrill Kelly committed for Team USA from Arizona. Um, and like, there's just some fun teams. Like Israel's back in. Um, I like to know the names off that. Like, there's a 16 year old that was pitching for Pakistan. Really? Yeah, like crazy stuff. And that's the cool thing about the World Baseball Classic is like, yeah, you have all the major league players, but then you have like these unheard of like gems that just come out of nowhere. And it's so fun to like just see all of that build up. Uh, And then who knows? They could be so impressive in the WBC. That oh they're gonna be playing professionally in either the MLB or somewhere. I wish it was closer for us to go to some of these games. Oh, how close are they? Or what USA's is- pool plays in Phoenix, and then the oh. other US spot is Miami. Yeah, Miami, which makes be- sense just for like centralization of everything. Yeah, um, but these are the pools. Pool A is Chinese Taipei, Netherlands, Cuba, Italy, and Panama. They're playing oh. in Taiwan. Um, from March 8th to the 13th. And then Pool B is Japan, Korea, South Korea, that is, uh, I think, because it's South Korea's flag that's showing. Yeah. Uh, Australia, China, and the Czech Republic. They're Ooh. playing in Tokyo from March 9th to the 13th. Pool C, which is, like, absurd. Uh, USA, Mexico, Colombia, Canada, Great Britain, Phoenix, from March 11th to the 15th. If USA doesn't get a pool play, that's just crazy. Like, they should be able to win in there. But then it's when you get to the quarterfinals, uh, who you're playing in pool D, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Dominican Republic, Israel, Nicaragua. That is a loaded pool. Those top three in pool D is crazy. USA... Mexico, and I would guess Colombia are the ones that make it out from Pool C. Maybe Canada yeah. gets sneaky, but uh, and then Pool B, Japan, Korea is always a, a dog. China Australia could be sneaky. Uh, and then Pool A, Cuba should come out as the winner, in my opinion. The Netherlands are always sneaky. That's like Xander. Ew. Xander plays for the Netherlands. Uh yeah, because they have like the the net like the islands where like like Curacao and everything. So like Xander, Didi Gregorius, like they're all oh, technically yeah. from the Netherlands. Remember Sydney Ponson? That's who. That's like the big Netherlands guy that I remember watching the World Baseball Classic. He was filthy. Let me see if I can find their roster. They should have a decent roster from what you've said. Then. Um. Kenley, Kenley Jansen is on the Netherlands roster. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pull up their 2019 roster for the Netherlands. Yeah, when is the World Baseball every two years? It's usually every four, but it's like the off year of the Olympics. Oh, yeah. That's right. So they made it in 2017 was the last time they played. And yep. the Netherlands team was consisted of... So here's the guys on the team that you would know and that I would probably know. Kenley Jansen, Jair Jurgens. Uh-huh. Uh, Rick Vandenherk. I remember him because I'm a I've, sicko. Um, I, that's a hell of a name. Xander, Didi Gregorius... Jerks and Profar, Jonathan Scope, Jonathan Scope's brother, and Drelton Simmons. Okay. So those are like the kind of big. They have a lot of big name infielders on the Netherlands squad. Okay, yeah. Interesting. Um, who was on? I remember they did it when I was in elementary school, and I try to stay up for it, but. I love the WBC. It's so much fun. It's just nice because, like, you get to see professional or, like, the top talent go up against each other and not, like, a league like the MLB or the Japanese league. Like, you see these different guys kind of cross over. It's nice. 
Then you get exposed to different types of talent, and it opens like, your eyes. Here's more. a comparison. 2017 Team USA. Listen to this roster after some of the guys we rattled off earlier. Chris Archer, <laughs> Brett Cecil, Tyler Clipper, Danny Duffy, Sam Dyson, this Michael Fulmer, uh, Michael Givens, Luke Gregerson, Jay Happ, Nate Jones, Jake McGee, Andrew Miller, Pat Neshek, Tanner Roark, David Robertson, Drew Smiley, Marcus Stroman was like the ace of that team. That's tough. Alex Wilson. And here's the position players. Jonathan Lucroy, Buster Posey, Nolan Arenado, Alex Bregman, Brandon Crawford, Paul Goldschmidt, Josh Harrison, Eric Hosmer, Ian Kinsler, Daniel Murphy, Adam Jones, Andrew McCutcheon, John Carlos Stanton, and Christian Yelich. Mike Stanton. He was John Carlo then. Uh, it's he will always be Mike to me. But like I think Arenado's committed this year. Goldie's back this year. Yeah, that roster. Bregman's back this year. Still, that's this year's roster. Is Pitching so wise, though, is so much better this year. Oh yeah, immensely. I only remember like Drew Smiley <laughs> and Marcus Roman. Oh, I know J.A. Happ too. But yeah, like, yeah, that's the only three that I knew there. That's tough. Like, the Dominican Republic is just always loaded. A wagon. Every year, dude. Wagon. wagon. And I just love the the energy that the Latin countries bring. And the oh, Hispanic yeah, countries, dude. like... It's the best. Injected into my veins. That's what baseball needs across the board. There needs to be more excitement. It's just yes. not. There just... It, it needs to I think be... this WBC is going to be electric. Oh, yeah. What do you think of the uh, pitch clock they're implementing? It's fine. I think it's needed for a lot of instances. So I see how it works. I I agree. I believe it is. It's going to be a step in the right direction to saving baseball and getting it back to like what it was in the early 2000s. Yeah. Chris Bassett was annoying as fuck this year uh, with how long he took to deliver baseball. There's no reason for it. I'm sorry. But like the whole point of you game planning and prepper, preparing for every game i don't give a i don't care what sport it is is you need to know what you're doing at all times and i feel like waiting there and thinking and thinking you overthink and then it's just like you did you probably didn't even do what you went in there to, with your game plan you just threw it out the window with this you actually have like all right you have to hit this zone it doesn't work like it makes you think on your feet more and like i don't know it, and also is better way better for the fans way better yep uh, last thing we've got on the docket here. Um, a couple things actually. Uh, swinging back to football, Army Navy at the link, electric environment. That's something that I think I'm putting on the list of things that, uh, in our near future we need to attend. I think it's going to be at Foxborough next year. Oh, if it is, I will. I mean, I want to yeah. say. Okay. I'm going to pull that info up now. I think 2023 it's at Foxborough. Yeah. It's at Gillette. That's, oh, we might even see Bill there. His dad coached Navy for years. That's how Bill yeah. Belichick got to start with Navy football. Fun fact, yep. Nick Saban also coached with Belichick's dad at Navy. So December 9th, 2023. It's going to be at uh, December Gillette. 9th? It's my brother's birthday. No way. There it is. We need to do Yeah, it. so that would be sick. But I think when it's back in Philly, like that's something that we should – potentially attend because i feel like it'd be electric for content electric environment and it's always fun when it's at the link um over in our this year hit for the first time in 16 years goes to double overtime uh navy fired their coach today no way really yeah oh well all right did you watch any of the game i did not Okay, so I I just know it went to double overtime and no, so I watched it as I watched seven hours of commercial free uh, wrestling. So when the game itself was insane, so there was just low scoring. The fact the overhit is insane because it was like seven seven the entire game, and there wasn't offense. There were just plays that led to scoring. Uh, There was a block punt that led to a touchdown, and then there was a late touchdown in the fourth that tied it. And then they had the game won. This is why, and I feel so bad for this Navy coach because of this goddamn running back. He fumbled on the goal line, and then obviously Army ball next, 
and when it went Army ball, they kicked a field goal, game over. So that fumble by the Navy running back blew them the game. And he, if they panned to him on the sidelines after the kick went through, oh, I felt so bad. I felt so bad for this poor running back, like on the ground. Like you could tell he's just physically upset. Oh, I, I hate that stuff when it comes to sports, but like, dude, you can't be fumbling on the goal line of the Army Navy game. Snow is falling. Like, oh, what a moment. What a game, though. It was a hell of a game. Yeah. Shout out to Army Navy. Um, I'm pulling up the article I saw here with them firing their coach. Yeah, that's wild. Like, I go tell my dad about that. That is insane. How do you, like, that's ridiculous. Like, there's got to be outside factors because to just lose to Army and then get canned, I, there's got to be an underlying factor there. Um, let's see. Wow, he had been with Navy for 25 years? That's what I'm saying, dude. You can't, There's got to be an underlying factor. There has to be. Uh... Because Navy didn't play that bad. I'm sorry. Like, both teams, it wasn't like Army beat them up and then Navy came back and then lost it or vice versa. It was like, quote, the entire game, just minus a few stupid plays, honestly, that led to scores. And then that stupid fumble at the end of the game. I don't think the coach is there to blame for the loss. Maybe in that. I guess it's an overall thing and then just losing to Army. Cherry on top. Was the cherry on top. Um, because Army's won the last five, and over their last five seasons, Navy's been eleven and twenty-three since twenty twenty. Okay, so he needed to win to save his job. Okay, because if you beat Army, it's crazy though. Winning his coach in Naval Academy history, one hundred nine and eighty-three. Wait, that's even a bad record. It's crazy for a service academy record. That's nuts. That's what I'm saying. Like. Wow, that is so interesting. Dude, Crazy. Business, even in the armed services. Uh, last thing, it was announced today. It's brought to you by our friends at Bino Board. Guys, it's the next big tabletop game. We've got them here at the studio. Uh, they're electric. We brought them on the road during PLL season. It's just so much fun. Uh, think paper football meets foosball. You've got Bino. Uh, it is the next big tabletop game for... Dude, let me think about this. You're going to a New Year's Eve party. You bring out a Bino board. Good night. You're the talk of the party. You're the talk of the new year. Uh, Bino is is going to revolutionize your tabletop playing experience, whether it's at a tailgate, a party, your man cave, your she shed, whatever it may be. Uh, they are the next big innovators. Yeah, you got your man caves and your she sheds. I've never heard of that. It's it's from a commercial. Oh, okay. Uh, but it is a pretty cool idea. It is. Uh, you guys can go to binoboard.com. That's B-I-N-H-O-B-O-A-R-D.com and use code BINOUSP for 10% off any order that includes boards. They've got officially licensed Arsenal and Liverpool boards. For all you soccer heads out there, go listen to Top Ins. But you can get those. You can get custom boards. They've got accessories for your boards, different types of bino, like marble balls. Um, you name it, they've got it. they got merch and apparel. Binoboard.com, code BINOUSP for 10% off. Pitts, you were even disappointed about this. The Philadelphia Union are retiring their lightning bolt yeah. kit. Yeah, it was kind of sad because it was a sick uni. How is that? How is I think it's one of the best uniforms in sports. Um, they wore it for the championship for the MLS Cup this year. I'm just sad. Uh, I have to get my hands on one. If anybody knows somebody that's selling one or has one that they want to pass off to the boy, I'm more than willing. Because um, that that thing is sweet, and I need one in my life well, badly. Well, got the giveaway going. I know. Union, please pick me. <laughs> I need, need it. That. I need it. Um, I think it's one of the best boards or boards. I think it's one of the best jerseys we've seen in all sports. I think it's the best kit we've ever seen in the MLS. Um, I might need to just make a trip this week to the Union Pro Shop if it's open and 
make my way in and, and snag me a jersey because that thing is too clean not to own. The colorway is beautiful. And um, I remember when we were talking about when they released those kits uh, on this show. So for them to be going out of style so quickly is uh, unfortunate. But I will that, that will always be my favorite Union jersey. It's a good one. It is a good one. So rest in peace to the the Bolt Union kits. You were fantastic and looked great in the MLS Cup. I wish you guys would have been able to pull that one out and have a championship in that. But uh, you win some, you lose some. But make sure you guys are following us at Underground PHI, Twitter and Instagram. Follow Pitts on Twitter at Pat underscore Pitts. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We are there. Just search Underground Sports Philadelphia. It'll pop up with all of our shows. And uh, subscribe. It means the world. It helps us big time. Leave a five-star review and subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. You get full video episodes of every podcast coming out of Underground Studios, live streams, uh, original content, great stuff. Like I'm trying to plan a trip to Las Vegas once the XFL announces their schedule so we can continue filming the Jamil Demby documentary that we're putting out. Um so go subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're at 324 subscribers as of this taping of this podcast. Need to get to 1,000. I think we can hit 350 by the end of the year. I've had to temper expectations a bit, but prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Smash that like button. Ring the bell icon. Comment down below your thoughts on this big Eagles win and everything else we talked about on this episode. Be a friend, tell a friend, share the channel with your people. Big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen. Main Auto LLC, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And, of course, go get your merch at phiapparel.co. Use code UNDERGROUND for 10% off any and all orders for your merch. It's the easiest and best way to support us uh, when you buy our merch specifically, but any merch as a whole. Go get it, phiapparel.co. This has been another Victory Monday edition, episode number 489 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. For the host with the most, the people's champ, Patty Pitts, I'm your boy KB. Till Wednesday night when it's myself and Matt on twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI. We're getting the heck out of here and signing off. Peace.